Well, I am excited today. It's, uh, you know, a lot of things that we do here at the church that are very important, but today is a special day in the life of our church because, as you know, this is the season when students start returning back to school. We've got them from, you know, grades all the way up into our college age and so forth, as well as in middle school and that, and we're going to We're going to have a time of blessing, but we've got to understand what is the power of this blessing? Why is it even important? I don't know about you, but have you ever been someplace and in the process you're you're looking at things are being done and you go, huh, I wonder why they're doing that. doesn't make sense. So what we want to do is to start off with, and as we start, we want to teach about the power of the blessing and what that really means. And there is power in the blessing. And we've got to get this right. I want to start by telling you, I came pretty late to the party in understanding this. I, I would love to have been able to tell you that I grew up with this. And oh my goodness, not only was my family perfect, but I'm perfect. And don't laugh, my bride. Okay. But yeah, there's things that we know there, right? But the reality of it is, I came very late to this party. In 1991, I have one of our mentors. And you talk about... Uh, and I've shared this with you before. I mean, you know, my father had a scholarship to play rock hockey at the uh, state facility in Nebraska. We don't say prison because, you know, it's got such a negative connotation. But what God did is he brought men into my life that filled a void that even my father, he didn't know. He wasn't raised with that. And one of those men was born in the same year as my father was. He's still living to this day, um, 95 years old. And just uh, spoke to him on the phone the last week before last. Just amazing man of God. But he provided a book to me, and it, and it was called The Family Blessing by a guy who's now a good friend and shared in some writing things together named Ralph Garborg. And that was soon followed on. That was in 1991, and that was followed on with someone giving me a copy of the book The Blessing by Gary Smalley and John Trent. And in that, that's like a doctoral dissertation, you know what I mean? Now, I've read the thing, but the, the family blessing is just so powerful there. And as a result of that, of what God's allowed me to be a part of, what God's allowed us to do through ministry, vocational ministry, and that for now, for over three decades, literally, my world and our ministry is centered on helping people understand in one way or another the power of the blessing that God intended for us. We see it biblically, we understand the process, but very often that's been uh, something that's been left out. I want to I share with you the big idea for today. Um, the big idea today is that the power that comes from a blessing can heal the past, it can give meaning and purpose to the present, and it can propel someone into their godly future. That the power of the blessing is not just a one and done for today, and gosh, that was really nice to do that. But the power of the blessing is meant by God, used by God, as seen in the Scriptures and the lives of people, to literally heal the past. And what it does is it gives meaning and purpose to where you're at right now in that life that we're living today, but also that power to propel us into the future that God has for us. You know, very often when we think of things like the blessing, we think, well, you know, that's very nice. That's something that we reserve for special times. You know, a wedding or we have a child dedication and so forth. But very often what we miss is the power of what God wants for us is to live a life 
in the blessing of Almighty God with everything that God has for us. That it's not something we would do on a Sunday or we would do on a special occasion. But God desires for His sons and daughters to walk in the fullness, live in the fullness, and transmit literally the fullness of the blessing that God has for us. And we see this over and over in what God does and so forth. And so what we're trying to do and trying to help a little bit today is in God's Word to understand. God intended for you to walk in the fullness of the blessing. And we're going to, let me just take us to God's Word here in Genesis and the call of Abram. We would know later as Abraham. But here's what it is in the Scriptures in 1 through 3 of Genesis, very early in the Bible. We know that, don't we? In the chapter 12. And here's what God says. And the Lord said to Abram, go out from your land, your relatives, and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. Hear it. I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. See, it doesn't stop with us. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse anyone who treats you in contempt, and all the people on earth will be blessed through you. Now, let me just break that for us on a couple of things. God is speaking to Abram on this thing, and it's kind of interesting that he's blessing him. We often think of the blessing as, okay, As today, we know which school, and if you see our young people, they'll have name tags, it'll tell you the school and the grade. We know where they're going, and we're blessing them to that destination today in that regard. But to understand the fact that Abram was there, and God's saying, you're going to go away from your family home, you're going to go away from your father's house, you're going to go to a land that I'm going to show you where it's at, and you don't know where it's at, but because of the power of the blessing, you're going to trust me. But then I love that last one. You know, it's not something we say, well, you know, the Old Testament, it is an older book, right? You know, it's been written a minute or two ago. But the reality of it is the promise of Almighty God that He gives us there, that He tells Abram that in his obedience to do this, that all the people on earth will be blessed. Now, I feel that this is a pretty special church, and I was trying to figure out why I felt so good here. And then I realized we are directly over the center of the earth. Yeah, there's a couple that laugh because they got it. Check with them after the service, okay? We know what we're doing here. But the reality of it is, is that God's promise, and God is a generational God. So it is only so appropriate that when we talk about the blessings that go from generation to generation to generation, God's Word, even in Psalm says, it will go to generations yet to be born. When we do this God's way, that the blessing of God for all the people on earth is meant to go from generation to generation and even generations yet to be born. And that's what He puts on us because He wants to bless us and through us. Can you imagine? Your life can touch generations yet to be born. That's God's plan. That's God's plan for us. And so when we look at all of this, there are things that God tells us through this process. We look at the word bless. Just think about this. The word bless in one form or another appears about 700 times in the Bible, Old and New Testament, okay? That's a lot, isn't it? You know, if God tells you something once or He tells you twice, you go, 
this could be important. You know, think about it as your father, and we've talked about this before. He tells you something, and he says, now let me just tell you again to make sure you get this, right? Let me just repeat this one more time, because he looks deep into our eyes and goes, I'm not sure they're getting this, right? And so he repeats it to make sure. And normally when you know, my father would do that, he would have me stop doing whatever I was doing. Because, you know, the first time he said something to me, I said, yeah, Dad, I got it. He goes, no, stop. You don't have it. Turn around, look at me, take a deep breath, and then he repeats it. You know it's kind of important, don't you? But when God repeats something, we know that's important. But think about this. God repeats the importance in one form or another of the blessing 700 times. Now, let me give you a comparison. You go, well, that's important, Chuck, but you know what's really important to God is love. You know, I, I, I understand that to bless and be blessed and that, but I'm just going to focus on love because, you know, that's what's really important. One study read the word love is used 714 times. 714 times. But now, wait a minute. The word bless in the ancient you know, in the Hebrew, the Greek, and translate. That's almost as much as God tells us about love. That in the same context that God is speaking to us, that we are to love one another. And he gives us a commandment, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, body. Okay, yeah. And then he says, oh, by the way, and then love your neighbor too. Okay, that's two. Now put 712 more times with it, and you understand the importance of love. But get this. God says, by the way, you know how you love how you transmit that, that confidence and everything from generation to generation, it's because I'm blessing you so that you will bless your family and bless others. That's God's intention with that. So when we look at this thing, let's look at some of the things that there's four types of blessings as I research and kind of wander through this over the years and that. And the first one is there is that that is spoken by God to people. We just read that in Abram. That was literally spoken by God as a blessing over Abraham. And God does that. God has spoken through the ages blessings over people. And he has anointed them. He has directed the blessing of them that is spoken over them. And we get that. Number two is it's a blessing that's spoken by people to God. And you go, well, I'm so much here and God's so much here. I mean, that, that part of it, but I mean, listen to this. David writes this in Psalm 103, 2, and he says this, right? Bless the Lord, O my soul. And if you put that in grammatical context, and what he says is, I want to bless the Lord with all my soul. That's what God is saying, right? Bless the Lord with all my soul. That's the kind of life that God is saying that we can live, that our life with all our soul, all our being, actually blesses God. Paul wrote in Ephesians, Blessed be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's what Paul's writing. And that goes all the way through the letters that Paul wrote to, you know, the, the letters to the churches in Galatians, Ephesians, and we can go through all of those, right? We're in Colossians now. But there is this continuing theme that Paul is saying, we are supposed to bless God with our lives. We've talked about this before, the gifting, the calling, the anointing, and so forth. But the reality of it is that our lives were meant to bless our Heavenly Father, our Creator. And what more can create, what more can bless our Father than to live in the full obedience of what God has blessed us into being as His children? 
The third thing is, is that a blessing spoken by God is over things. And, you know, throughout the Bible, and Deuteronomy talks about this and so forth, and talks about this issue of, the, of blessing the crops, blessing the livestock, blessing. And you know what God says? That he will bless everything we put our hand to. You get this? So your work, your school, the things you do with your life, God says, He will bless the things that we put our hands to. That means our lives, what we touch, what we're intended to do with everything, God wants to bless that. And He wants to bless us through those things. And the fourth thing here is that God tells us in this is that, number four here is that it's a blessing spoken to one another. You know, we looked and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago with the Isaac blessing of Jacob, Aaron's blessing over the Israelites, and what that means for us here, and that we are to bless one another. God intended that when the scripture that we read, that God said, all will be blessed on earth through you. Now, I want to tell you, the things that God says that he wants to do through you to impact people, nations, and things like that. Do you think God wants you to be oblivious to that and not have any active role in it? I don't. I think all that God's intention is, is we're aware of what God is doing, that when God blesses you and you're in a position, whether it's work or school or whatever's going on with your neighbors or whatever the case may be, God wants our lives to be a blessing to others, right? And he wants us to be aware of that. He wants us to be actively engaged in the process. And you know, crazy things happen when you're just crazy for God. I mean, you can yell at people going into restaurants you don't even know. And the next Sunday, they're at church with you, right? And you wonder, you know, they got to be crazier than I am. You know, they just met us yesterday, and I was crazy, and they're in church. So who's the crazy one here, right? But I love what God is doing in this idea that we speak blessings to one another. Our lives are meant to speak blessings there. Now, I want to give you the five elements of a meaningful blessing. And again, this goes back to the research done through the Bible by Gary Smalley and John Trent. Smalley is in heaven now. What a remarkable guy had the privilege of speaking with him on a couple of occasions, and just some incredible story. Hilarious guy, by the way, okay, in the process there. But the idea of the five elements of what constitutes a blessing, and they don't all have to be present. There are specific times, I can tell you in my life, with our children, with others, that the specific elements, all five, are right there. But there are times that we convey the blessing with elements of this because we understand of what God is doing in this package. But what God tells us is, as these five elements consist of simply this, a spoken word. It's got to be out loud. I remember an old movie, and the one guy is saying he lost his daughter. You know, she's gone. He just ran her off. And the other guy said, no, have you told her you love her? And he goes, well, she knows. He goes, no, have you told her you love her? He says, no, she knows. He says, you need to speak it out loud in words that a blessing we can't make an assumption on for our children, our grandchildren, for one another. Well, they know I bless them. I mean, they know how I feel about them. That's not what God intended. That if you look biblically through it, it's a spoken word. It's a meaningful touch. It's the laying on of hands. God tells us in His Word, if you are sick, get prayed over, go to the elders and have them lay hands on you. Okay? 
And so the idea that as we're doing this, that, that meaningful touch, and then there's three elements that we do. One is attach high value to this person, okay? Foresee a special future, that it doesn't end with that blessing, but with that blessing, man, we said about propelling them into the future and the godly future that God has for them. Foresee a special future and a commitment to that future. We're going to see all of those spoken out as we do this today and as we talk directly about our students here. I want to take you, and I want to just tell you, what are the benefits of a blessing? I told you I came very late to the party there, and I give you all kinds of stories on this, but the, the Father's blessing that I received from a man I would know, I just met that morning, and it was the first trip I ever took with Promise Keepers, and in a room at the Ryman Auditorium, and literally Don Fento, Oni Kirk stopped everything. It was about 400 of us guys just praying for our city, our nation, our families, our churches. I'd never seen anything like this before. 1994, September, and Oni Kirk, the guy that was leading us, stopped, and he said, there are men in here who have never known their father's blessing. You're still trying to earn and be worthy of to know who you are, right, in Christ. And he says, if that's you, and I've shared with you before, you know, I was really somebody, Airborne Ranger, Green Beret, all of that, over seven states for the fastest growing ministry. I don't know what happened in the room. I just stood up bawling like a baby. And Don Fento turned, saw me, held me in his arms, and he did exactly this. And he was led by the Spirit as he prays over us and that. I can <clears throat> take you through so many stories, particularly in the last 30 years. But let me just give you some things that we do with the blessing that God does as a result of that. Number one thing is the blessing establishes and affirms identity. Identity is truly knowing who you are, and whose you are. Remember the word spoken when Jesus was baptized in the dove through the, the Holy Spirit coming down as a dove, but he heard the voice of Almighty God and everybody did right there. This is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Boy, what an amazing statement. He identifies that he is a son and he identifies whose son he is. You need to know who you are and whose you are. That's what comprises your true identity. Hey guys, just us for a second. We struggle with this the most. Think about this. Any guy you ask him say, so, so who are you? The number one thing a man will say is what he does. Well, I work at such and such. Say, okay, that's good, but who are you? The second thing he does is who he knows, but the relationship. You know, until I had children, I actually had a name. And then I became somebody's father. First, I became somebody's husband. Oh, you're Billy's husband, right? Yeah. And then we had kids, and he says, oh, you're Billy's husband, and you're Laurie and Chad and Courtney's dad. Oh, I know who you are. But it's who we know. So it's what we do, who we know, right? And then if that's not enough, we'll kind of drift into the things we've accomplished and what we own. But that God wants us to know that our true identity is in Him, meant to be in Him, through Him, for Him. And you say, and, I, and again, there's some things I repeat, and Billy will say, you know, you told them that before. And I said, yeah, but I needed to hear it again. And that'd be funny if it wasn't true. But the reality of it is, I was well into what vocational ministry and just praying, who am I? You know, I was a regional director for Promise Keepers and this and that, but who am I? And then it took this time to truly hear from God, to be able to tell you today who I am, 
because of the blessing. But I'm Chuck Stecker. I'm a blood-bought child of the living God who's been adopted by the king into the royal family as one of his very own sons. That's it. That's who I am. Now, everything else, maybe what I get to do, who I'm married to by the grace of God, all of that, the kids, the family, spiritual children. I mean, we got all of this. But you know who I am? I'm Chuck Stecker. I'm a blood-bought child of the living God that's been adopted into the royal family by the king himself as one of his very own sons. Now, that's who I am. Now, you can ask me other questions, but that's who I am. So the idea of our identity, to know that, I want our students here, but I want everybody here to have a clear understanding of who they are in Christ. If we don't get that right as a church and we just focus on what we do and not who we are in Christ, who I am, we've missed it for you. And so that was the first thing. The second thing is a blessing provides spiritual covering and protection. That's meant to provide spiritual covering and protection. I'll tell you something. We often look at this word to submit to authority, right? And that part about being obedient. But that really means, think of it as, and I, okay, for the four in here that'll understand what I'm saying next, the traveler's umbrella. How many remember that red traveler's umbrella? More than four. I like that. But, you know, it was kind of this thing that in the midst of the storm, here is something you're underneath that protects you from everything there. Do you know that's what the word submission to obedience means? It means to submit to and come under the covering of and the protection of that to which you're submitted to. And somebody that says, well, I'm not submitted to any authority. I just submit to God. Well, God tells us in Romans 13, 1 and 2, he says, look, all authority comes from God. So you can't be in rebellion against authority here and say you're in obedience to God because His Word will tell you that's just not true. That's not true. So this idea, though, the benefit of that and what that does is, is it provides us, right, that in Psalm 91, and I'll, I will tell you, I, let me just tell you as your pastor, right, I know there's a lot of stories about the 91st Regiment that prayed this prayer every day. There's no history of that. And a lot of people, sometimes you try to take God's Word and you want to tinker with it and make it fit a situation. And my recommendation to you is read God's Word for God's Word and the correlation in your life at that. But in the 91st Psalm, here's what God tells us, just one of the verses right there. And He says, For He will give His angels orders concerning you, to protect you in all your ways. I mean, that's what obedience does and the submission to authority of what God does with that is. God says, look, by the way, Billy Graham wrote his book, Angels, plural, based on this one scripture right there. He researched all of this. He took everything, right? And Billy Graham said, man, angels, that's plural. This idea that we have a guardian angel there, I, I don't know, but I do know this. I believe that God protects us in things that we can't even imagine. And very often, God protects us from the seen and the unseen. But I believe that happens when we're walking as sons and daughters of the blessing, as His blessed children there. Now, this is a sidebar here. This is just a sidebar, okay? You say, you know, praying for our children, praying for our spouses, praying for other people, one of the things that, you know, Billy and I had a son deployed. Jordan was deployed three times, Jordan, twice. It just seemed like three times, right? Jordan was deployed twice. We have others in here that have been deployed in service of our nation and things of that nature. And our son was deployed. And um, 
We didn't know for sure where he was at. All we knew is that um, he had to have some civilian clothes shipped over to him the following day and some things like that. And we did get to see him periodically. But one of the things that God led me to was praying this prayer. And I started off when I first understood Psalm 91 as putting my own name in there. And so if you do that, put your own name in there. Pray this prayer over yourself. But here, when you do that, here's what I'm going to tell you you're going to be empowered to do. God's going to have you pray this prayer over others, putting their name right in the middle of this. One of the things, and I'll, I'll give you an example there, right? You know, this starts off in Psalm 91. Because Billy lives under the protection of the Most High and dwells in the shadow of the Almighty, she will say concerning the Lord, who is her refuge and her fortress, and her God in whom she trusts. That's my baby. But that's the prayer for her. And you need to pray that for your loved ones. And that's a great thing when you say, I'm just not sure what to pray for someone. Just open it up to Psalm 91 and pray that protection over your kids when they go to school, when they sleep at night and all of that over your wife and everything. Here's the other thing. Spiritual blessing gives authority and power. And you know what? I want my kids empowered. I want spiritual children empowered. My spiritual sons and daughters. And I want I want you empowered with all God has for you. And you say, but is God really going to give me his power? Seriously? Well, Jesus said, you will do all these things and greater things in my name. Now, look, I speak his word and I read his word that that's a continuous thing. It wasn't just for back there and none of that exists for us now, right? I mean, seriously, you will do these things and greater things in my name. I mean, really, what did Jesus do? I mean, he raised the dead a couple of times, several. Made the blind to see and the lame to walk. Made the deaf to hear. And then we could go through other, you know, little things that Jesus did. But get this, what God is saying is through Jesus Christ, and he says this in his scripture, he says, look, what does he say here in Luke 10, 19? Look, I have given you the authority. That's how it starts off. And Jesus goes through to trample on snakes, and he goes through all of this, so forth. But he's saying all of these things on earth that God wants done, wants to do through, he wants to do through you, and I will give you authority. But that comes with the blessing. You see, because that authority that was given to Jesus, he blessed him as his son. He blessed him for the ministry that God had given him, even as his own son. And so in that process there, God gives us authority and power. I want our students here to have authority and power where God has them. I want you to feel I want these two young men in the schools that you're in, I want you to feel authority and I want you to feel power that God has given you because you're men of God and you're mighty men of God. I could have said that to any of the students here. I just picked on two and no, I didn't ask permission. Okay, but here's the other thing that God gives us here. God gives through a spiritual blessing, he gives wisdom, discernment, and favor. And boy, can you think of any more confusing times that any of us have ever lived in that we have? Now, you can go historically and say, oh, this time was crazy, that time was crazy, and this is what was being taught or not taught, and all of the confusion about things. But for us in this room right here, 
for our, our students, our sons and our daughters right here. Can you think of any more crazy times than what we've experienced in many ways than where we're at right now? And so this idea of having discernment and wisdom. And so in the great model prayer that was given, you know, and I, I read this here because the Lord spoke to Moses. Now get this, get the generational piece of this. It comes out of number six, right? And it's in, you know, it's, it's 24 to 26 is what we call the blessing that God spoke to Aaron. But let me just back up to 22 and tell you this just a little bit before this. Just leave that up there. But he said, the Lord spoke to Moses. And then he says, now you, Moses, tell Aaron. You get this? So what he's doing is he's creating for me and my understanding that the Lord speaks to us, gives us stuff, but it's meant to go from us, through us, to others for God's glory, not just to stop at us. So he says, okay, Moses, I'm just going to model this thing. I'm telling you, and you're to teach Aaron, okay? And then he says, this is how you are to, to bless the Israelites. You are to bless them, the Israelites. And that God's telling us that. And here's what he says. And he gives him the exact words. He says, here's what you're to say to them. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look with favor. There's that word right, on you and give you peace. And then at the end, he says, and in this way, they pronounce my name over the Israelites. And what's he say? And I will bless them. And I will bless them. That's what God's telling us. The power of this blessing, I think honestly, goes beyond anything that we can truly fully comprehend in the full magnitude. But you know, there's a lot of things that God tells us to do, and we just have to trust God when we're walking in obedience. And you say, well, shouldn't he lay the whole thing out for me? I'm sure Abram would have liked to have had that laid out for him when God said, leave your house, leave your land, leave your father's house, go where I tell you to go, get moving, and I'll guide you, and you don't know where you're going. And he says, and by the way, when you do all of this, what did we read at the very beginning? Then I'm going to bless everybody on earth through you out of that obedience. That's pretty powerful, isn't it? We're going to do something on this Sunday, and as you saw when we came in, and our team has just done a, an amazing job there, but we're going to go through a process, and I, I don't do the bait and switch and all of that. I want you to know up front what we're going to do. In the next few minutes, we're going to take some time, and what we want to do is we want to pray over our students, but we believe very strongly in, and it's something God put on my heart years ago, you can't give what you don't have, in a sense, Okay. And so what we're going to do first is, I'm going to ask Chris, would you step up here, our elder, please? Who else is that? Travis, are you back there, sir? Come on up here. Any of the other elders here with me right now? Okay. I'm going to ask Jordan, would you step up here, please, sir? Marie, I know you're here. Bree, you're coming up, please, with her. Where are we hiding Bree at here? Where's Andrew? Would you come up here, please, sir? I want you to see this team that we have here. But what we're going to do is, under their leadership, they're going to do the praying. I'm just going to set the stage for this. But here's what we believe very strongly. And we're going to start first, very first thing we want to start with, is we want to pray over all parents that have children in school, any level, all parents, because we believe it needs to start 
at the household there. And whether you're the parent or caregiver or whatever that, you know, role is, where you have responsibility of someone in school at this time, here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Would you stand up right where you're at, please? All parents, don't hesitate, please. Come on. All parents, caregivers, and that. Okay, now here's what I'm going to ask to have done. People that are close to them, would you lay a hand on them, please? Lay a hand, lay a hand. And you two young men, come lay a hand on this couple right here. I think you know them. Stand up and do that. You were raised better than that. I know that. You were doing that just to mess with me. Come to the other side so we get somebody with dad here. Okay? I'm going to start. Chris, I'm going to ask you. Chris is one of our elders. I'm going to ask you, Chris, would you pray a blessing? And any of you that are laying hands on as this is being prayed, if you would like to just pray for your family right there or whoever you have hands on as Chris is leading. Chris, would you pray, please, for the parents, sir? Father, we pray. First, we thank you for the gift of parenthood, for the gift of fatherhood and motherhood, because it shows us what you're like. It gives us your heart and gives us a, an example of what you think, what you feel, how you act toward us. Father, we pray for every parent in this room. We pray that you would give them strength that only you can give, wisdom that only you can give, as they do the most important task you've given to us. We pray, Father, that you uh, show them how to overcome the obstacles that will be ahead, that you show them how to set an example, not just in their directives, but in their lives, that you help them to live lives such that they would be proud for their children to become like them. We pray uh, for protection over them, not just their children, but over them, because we know um, they are the biggest movers of their children's lives, and as they go, so their children will go. So we pray that you protect them, you encourage them, you strengthen them, you provide for them. Above all, that you remind them every day of the kind of father you are, that you show them what you're like, and that you give them your heart, both for them and for their children. In Jesus' name we ask it. Go ahead and have a seat now. Now what we would like to do is any teachers, faculty, staff at schools responsible for the teaching of our children in any way at any place. Would you stand, please? Okay. I'm sorry. Including coaches, Mark. We had this conversation. You get right next to Randy because he's going to lay a hand on you. Okay. And if he doesn't remember, Randy, lay a hand on him so he knows a hand had been laid. You know what I mean, buddy? Okay. All right. Anybody else? Teachers, faculty, coaches, staff, we're going to do the same thing here. Now, you're close to them. Would you lay a hand on them, please? Let's lay a hand on them there, please. Okay. Chris, you got it, Travis. Travis is another one of our elders here. Travis, would you pray for all of our teachers, our faculty, our staff at all of our schools, please, sir. Father, I lift up all of our staff, faculty, our teachers here in the local areas and around the world, Father. Father, I just ask that you bless them this year, uh, this school year. Father, I, I pray that they're a light for all of our students, um, that they can lead them in a godly way, Father, that they can teach them um, how to love one another, how to love their neighbors. This is a crazy time, Father, uh, for our students. Um, 
It's just a, a very weird world out there, and I just pray that our students uh, can learn from our faculty and that our staff can, you know, just be that light uh, that you've asked them to be, Father. I pray for a successful uh, school season. Um, I pray for great vacations because I know how much teachers love to have vacations as much as students. And Father, I just ask that you continue to bless them each and every day. In your name I pray, amen. Amen, amen. I'll tell you what, you bet. Let's give them a hand. Um, now, college students, that's our next group. If you are online, in person, going to college at any level, would you stand up, please? Okay. Ray, are you standing up to put hands on them, or are you one of our students? All right, I just had to ask. Yeah, we got a 20-year history plus, don't we? All right, same thing here in college. And I need you two to lay a hand on this young lady right here because she's one. Bree is one of our interns and just amazing the things you see out there, but she's also in college there. Okay, let's, uh, gosh, I don't have anybody laying a hand on this young man. Can we get some help here, please? We got to get all of this right, don't we? Okay. Good. Chris, you got it for our college students, sir. Father, thank you again that um, in every step of our journey in life, you're with us, that you have a plan for every moment, and you're active in every phase of it. Father, we pray for these students um, as they enter and continue in a type of schooling that they may be unfamiliar with, that brings new experiences, new challenges. We pray that you, um, you are stability for them. As they go away from home, a lot of them, we pray that you would be with them to give them a sense of your permanence with them, that you are home, that you're with them in every moment. We pray that you uh, empower them, sharpen their minds and their hearts, both to learn well and to perform well, but also to grow in character, to grow as people the way you want them to grow. We pray that you protect them from everything that would come at them. We pray, Father, that you just give them comfort and give them peace as they uh, em embrace not just a new schooling challenge, but a new life challenge. And as they make decisions that are going to direct the rest of their lives, we pray you give them wisdom. So, Father, thank you again for being with us in every moment, for guiding every part of our paths, and for watching over us at all times. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. College students, I think that's pretty important, isn't it? All right. Now, we have our high school and middle school. If you are in high school or middle school, would you stand up? Now we're going to do this a little bit different. You're going to come forward, and parents come forward with them and stand behind them. I want these students to face out. Turn around. Okay. High school or middle school? There we go. Cooper, get up here. We don't need that. Mom, which part of that didn't? Come on up here with that young man. Come on. Come on. Let's get the students in front with the parents behind them. Okay? There we go. And if you don't know, this is Jordan Griffith. He's our next-gen director, and he is the one responsible at this level here and does such an amazing job with this level here. I'm proud of you, buddy. 
Jordan, would you pray a blessing? Parents, as he is praying a blessing over our middle schoolers, our high schoolers, right? Would you go ahead and feel free to pray over them as you desire to? Jordan, would you pray over our high schoolers and our middle schoolers, please, sir? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, <clears throat> I pray over these middle schoolers and high schoolers. Lord, as they are stepping in to this next school year, Lord, they're, they're walking and they're struggling with some of the same struggles we've all walked in, but Lord, they also have new problems and new struggles that they have to deal with. Lord, I just want to pray a blessing over them. I want them to know that if they have Christ inside them, that they have the power and authority of Christ to be the light, that Lord, that they can understand that they're not going to inherit the church one day, but they are the church now. They are leaders now. They have authority now. And Lord, I ask as they walk into classrooms, as they walk into their sports, as they walk into their activities, Lord, that they can, people can look at them and see you shine bright through them. And they know that there is a difference because you live inside them. Lord, give them a hunger for you. Give them wisdom and knowledge to not only guide themselves, but also guide their peers. Lord, teach them how to follow you. We ask all these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's give them a hand, okay? As they're going back to their seats, now I'd like to have our elementary school students. Would you come and stand? Same thing. Jordan, you're going to have to step with your son down here. We'll get you back up on platform in a minute. You don't need permission for that, do you, buddy? Jamie, come on now. Let's get them all. Elementary school students, all of our elementary. Let's bring them right up here. Okay. Oh, I love it. Parents right behind them. Right there. Hey, I'm going to ask something, Billy. Come up behind Hazel here. There's a connection there. Okay. Well, she's got three here. Let's just balance this out. There you go. Get a hand on there. There you go, Jenny. Thank you. All right. We good? Marie, if you don't know Marie Connors, you don't know a lot about how this church runs, let me tell you, and all the things that uh, you don't see happening, and she's a very special friend of mine as well. But I'm going to ask Marie, you stand right next to her, would you please? They are responsible for Summit Kids, and they... Uh, they work very, very hard at this process. And I want to tell you, you know, if you haven't seen the Summit Kids in the hallway, if you haven't walked down and just see that process and see what's presented for them to learn, know, and walk in the Word of God, you need to experience that and just see that. Marie, I'm going to ask you and Bree standing next to you, would you pray over our Summit Kids but our elementary students, please? All right. May the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you, children of Summit Church. Father, I just pray that these kids would see themselves the way that you see them, that Jesus, you would walk beside them into their schools, into every situation and environment that they are in this school season. Jesus, I ask that you empower them, that you equip them, that these kids know that they are in control of their mind, of their hearts, of their bodies, and that if we tell the devil to leave us alone, that he has to leave, 
And so, Father, I pray blessing and favor over each one of these kids that they would be filled with your spirit and be able to be a light in their schools, but ultimately that they would just walk in their identity with you. Father, we, we know that um, they will face a lot through the rest of their school years. And Lord, I just pray that um, all of these kids would also know that no matter what they face, that this Summit Church, this community is a safe place. And they are loved and accepted and received with open arms in Jesus' name. Father, we ask that you go before them, and in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. I wanted, I wanted Bree up here so you would get to see this young lady. When you go out and you saw the table set up, there's the photo booth there, parents, families, the back-to-school photos. She was here very early doing all the chalk work and putting that together and making sure that that was available for you. So, Bree, thank you, and thank you for all you do. And right there with Marie on those Summit Kids and everything. Yeah, somebody started to clap. We can give her a hand, can't we? All right, that's good. Now, how about anyone in preschool, whether it's in a homeschool environment or preschool? Do we have any preschoolers here that are with us? You already came up before, so we don't want too much prayer? Okay. <laughs> no. I'm good, Erica. Is there any other preschoolers here? Okay. Yeah. Okay, here's what we're going to have you do. I was going to pray either way, Chuck. I know you were, Andrew. <laughs> Andrew is our creative director, and he's really behind the scenes. I've, I think we've managed to get most of our team up here for you to meet them and see them. And the one spot there is being able to get Andrew up here. So he was going to pray anyway. But when you look here and all the creative, everything, video and in the worship and that, this guy right here has brought so many gifts and talents to that and raised up so many people as well. And uh, they're a lot better when they serve with him too. Andrew, here's what I'm going to ask you to do, sir. I know we've got our preschoolers here, kind of shy on that one. Would you just pray for all of our students again, specifically our preschoolers, okay, if you would do that, sir, okay? Lord, I lift up. I'm actually going to start with the parents um, as a parent myself and have two kids that are going to be going through school, homeschool for us. We know the journey it was to decide how we want to do that. So I lift up all the parents that are in that phase. They got little kids, and they're deciding how they want to teach their children, whether they want to do it through public school, private school, home school, online. It's a, it's a unique age, and I pray for wisdom and discernment over all the parents that are in that phase, in that season right now, who have to make those decisions. I pray that you bless them, give them guidance, Give them wisdom and discernment, and I pray that they just be fruit from whatever decision, whatever you call them to, you'll see them through. And I pray for all the little kids, the preschoolers, the guys that are coming, and I pray that you just uh, protect their hearts and their minds. I again, parents, help us use wisdom with screen time and technology and all the changes that are going on. I just speak a blessing over those preschoolers, that that'd be a generation who's grown up that's not experiencing a world changing, but uh, almost experiencing a world that's been changed and that they're ready and they're, they're a generation 
I pray that they're that first generation that is not afraid of what's going on, that they would just have no fear. We just speak a blessing of no fear over our youngest kids. May they grow up uh, with strength and favor. So we just bless them. And we bl- and extend that blessing to all of our kids, everyone in school. I pray against the spirit of fear. Give them wisdom. Give them courage. I pray that you would bring family units together. I pray that families would grow stronger. We have to do it together. Uh, local family, nuclear family, the church family. Give us favor, give us, give us wisdom, but but all, but most importantly, let's not have a spirit of fear. So I just pray that blessing over everybody in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Stay right here. Don't run off. We have very specific things, too, that we want to pray for. And we have a young lady that is leaving us on an amazing journey that God has set before her. Peyton, would you bring your family up here with you, please, and come on the platform? She is heading to Mongolia. Uh, It's a short trip, you know, probably be about an hour flight, I'm guessing. Okay. And the world is pretty much like we have here in Denver, so there won't be many changes in her world whatsoever. Okay. We're going to do this a little bit different here. You get right in the middle there, elders. Let's just come right here. I'm going to get everybody on this thing. We all got a, we all got an investment in this young lady. Oh, there you go. Come on. Come on. Yes, we believe in anointing with oil. Yes, we believe that the oil represents God's Holy Spirit. Come on, Mom. Here, put that on there or you'll get a full gallon. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All right. Dad. Okay. So here's what I'd like to do. Just gather around. We need some, we've got some space over here too. Mom and Dad, I'm going to ask you to pray first over this beautiful daughter of yours who's on an amazing journey, a great adventure. Then I'm going to ask our elders and any of our staff, and I know some of you are going to ask, how long is this going to take until God releases us? Okay, I'm kind of on that boat. I'm going to let them do it. I am so proud of you. Okay. Mom and Dad, start us off, please. Father, we just pray right now that you'll just take Peyton, Lord. Give her wisdom, protect her, be with her, Lord, as she takes on your calling, Lord, and this position that you put her in. Father, we just pray that you will just bless her, help her to be a blessing to everyone that she comes in contact with, Lord. We just pray that you'll just anoint her and be with her and fill her so full of your Holy Spirit that it bubbles out, Father. We just pray that you'll just give her wisdom, kindness, gentleness, understanding, Lord, help her have discernment, Lord, in the situations that she'll be in. And, Father, we just pray that you'll just help her to be an influence for you above all and be with her and protect her and bring her back to us, Father, safely. And we give you all the praise and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, Father, we pray um, for one of our own that you're sending out. We pray again that you would go over her and in her. We pray that you would fill her and shine through her. We pray that um, not only would you set her on fire for you and for your purposes, but you'd also give her wisdom about how to direct that, how to use that. Give her right words, give her right actions, give her discernment. Um, We pray, Father, that those around her, you would open them up to what you're doing for them through her. Give them eyes to see, give them ears to hear, give them hearts to know you the way you're presenting yourself through her. Father, do what only you can do. Do what she can't do. 
but go with her and do your will. So, Father, we give her to you, we lift her up to you, and we give also all those you would bring her to. And again, we give this, we give this to you, and we ask you to do all things by your hand for your glory and according to your purposes. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's give her a hand. Can I have the mic, please? Chris, can I have the mic, please? Just my, I'm going to keep her. Everybody else can leave. I know I said Mongolia, and it's about a one-hour flight, and Mongolia is just about like Denver anyway. You know, Kentucky Fried Chicken, there's all of those, right? I'm holding the mic. But would you tell them why you're going to Mongolia, why God is sending you there, and so forth, okay? Put me on the spot. I did. Okay. <laughs> well, I want to say this is like a very full-circle moment because... Um, for those of you who don't know, I was like born in this church and this is the church I was saved in. And it was when I was 14 years old sitting in this room when God called me um, to go to the nations. So it's really incredible to have the opportunity to be sent out. So yeah, being emotional, but um, it's been a journey the past few years to go abroad. Um, for obvious reasons. So I'll be going through actually the U.S. Department of State through the Fulbright program to teach English at a university. Um, so thankfully I have that covering over me, but while I'm there, I'm definitely hoping to get connected to, um, there's other missionaries in the area I'll be in, as well as a local church. Um, Mongolia is a small country of three million people but the majority of the population is actually under 30 years old. So there's so many young people and they're very, very open to the gospel. So I'm just really praying that I'll have the opportunity to share what God has done in my life and how like having a relationship with him has brought me through so much. So yes, any of your prayers are always appreciated um, for not only me, but for those that I'll be interacting with that their hearts would just be open and that they would um that the holy spirit would open their hearts to having a relationship with jesus you did good <laughs> so proud of you so proud of you honey. all right we got it as we uh wow it's a lot isn't it i want to run through some things as we're still in just to kind of encourage us through this when I talk about us being a community of faith and I talk about the things that are going on, that the blessing is meant to be, it's part of our relationships, it's part of the life. I want to run down some things and things are happening very fast. If you have, uh, you know, we think it's a January to December year, but it's not. We saw the number of students and the families. The year goes August to about May or June, doesn't it? And that's really the schedule that everybody is dependent upon in that process. So we're really kind of in a season of launching, kind of in a season of kind of setting the path before us. I want to tell you several things that are happening, and these are with families in a sense. But in the father and son arena, we've got uh, one thing is there's a, there's a QR code you're going to see there. Men, we need you to participate in a survey. We need you to help us understand the spiritual needs that you have so we can help you grow stronger and better. Your opinion matters as we shape things, okay? The next thing is, is the Monday morning man up. That's tomorrow morning. We start at 6.15. We're done at 7.30. Yes, there's donuts and coffee because it's a men's event. But men, some of you have come and bring your sons because the content is very appropriate. 
to bring sons and as we do discussions and the things with that. And that's the first Monday of every month. The third, two, the third Monday of every month is Monday Night Tailgate. You see the sign there for that. Now for the moms and daughters, and that's spiritual daughters. That's all of our daughters here when we talk about this. But the Flourish Gathering at Thrive Church is kicking off. Marie is here. It's on our website. It's got all of the information there. It's on the app. But Marie is also here to help you with that. That's at a different church where we do a lot of partnering with churches in the community. And then there's a special event coming. True Girl Crazy Hair Tour. I have no clue, and I won't be here, but I will tell you this. I've looked at the material and stuff, and it is absolutely incredible, a one day for mothers and daughters and women to be at. In fact, we've got, I think it's a one-minute video, so if you just pay attention to this, and then we'll walk on from there, okay? I'm excited about that. Can't be there. Might have crazy hair, but that one doesn't work for me, does it? But I want to tell you, one of the reasons we wanted to highlight that, and I know today's run a little bit longer for us, but it's because I think today is a two-for-one, the end of that for pre-registration. So you get two for the price of one. Again, you can get our, our next steps out there and the things like that and so forth. And then the final thing is, is through the summer, we gather at a local park right down the street here, and we just do life together. There's Games we play, we sit, talk, everybody brings their own food. And at 6 to 8, Tuesday night, I just want to encourage you, consider being there, and let's just do life together. Again, there's a lot. And the final thing that I will tell you is just a reminder. For Summit Church, one of the things that God put on our heart and our elders are leading this process is about 10 minutes after the worship experience that we have, whoever wants to gather and just pray for Summit Church. Pray for the direction of the church and what God is doing in and through us here. That's a lot for one day, isn't it? But you know, it was a pretty important day. And I think there's things that if we as a church are known that, that we create a community that blesses one another and does what God tells us to do in a community of prayer. So as our worship team comes back out with us and leads us in a response time, let me tell you what this is going to look like. And it's very simple. The cross is there for prayer. We have a prayer team that will be at each table. There's communion available there. And all of those are there for you to ask God, how do I need to respond to whatever God is putting on my heart? So I'm going to ask our worship team to come out. I'm going to close us in prayer. And as then I'm done, I'm stepping off. And I look forward to seeing you in the atrium out there. Thank you for being with us today. And thank you for, I guess, sitting and seeing the importance of what God intends for us to be a family that blesses. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We love you and we do praise you. We're so grateful, Father, for your presence. And Father, we're so grateful that you're a God who blesses, who receives blessings from us. We're grateful that you're a God that empowers us, that in your name to bless others and to impact even generations yet to be born. I thank you for those that have come as guests this day. I pray, Father, that you will continue to meet them. I know we've got some that have traveled a distance. Keep them safe, Father. Those that are local here, all of our church family, I ask your blessings upon them in the name of Jesus. And we ask all of this in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And all of God's family said, Amen.